0: Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of Modern Wong Chat Where I talk with my friends from different industries, gaming, cosplay, and all over the place um, You know, it's, it's been quite some crazy time going on out there right now So it's good, you know, to have some socializing, at least on the internet That's how I feel, at least that's what I use these shows for And uh, tonight we have Atomic Mari She does gaming content? Uh, she does all kinds of stuff Very mostly on YouTube So I'm sure you have seen her face before Her voice You might even seen her ads uh, All over the internet Because I see her do lots of stuff Like with Windows and all these big brands Super, super amazing A lot of fun uh, Anyway, I'll let her describe herself So she can tell you more about what she does Because she does so many she, So many different things I don't even know what exactly she does
1: What's up? <laughs> <laughs> that is That is a... Wonderful intro you gave me. I, you know, I just um, realized
0: I always make it up on the spot. So I'm like, oh no, what am I saying this time? And every time it's like, hopefully I uh, get it right. I mean, at least don't get it wrong.
1: No, you didn't get it wrong. And if anything, it's like, I I never really think about like the like the ads in a sense where it's like other people see them. I, mm. I like doing them because for me, it's getting to work with companies that not only, like, I grew up with, but I absolutely loved, like, all, like, my whole life. Like, getting to work with Microsoft and, like, Nintendo and all these names, is it's bananas.
0: Mm-hmm. It's bananas. <laughs> like, I see you on my Windows ad all the time. And, and this is one thing i talk to my you know other friends as well who are content creators who are influencers like every time i see those i always try to drop a comment either your post or it's like their post regardless so like hey yeah good job hiring good people so i can like support it please do more of that you know
1: you're a good friend
0: that's you no, know, that's, that's what we do you know uh,
1: heck yeah heck yeah no it's um i mean i think all of us who are in this position of being able to Have any sort of audience have any sort of voice on a platform I think it all comes back to just being grateful for the fact that we get to do this like in no other generation have we been able to have this sort of not only freedom to talk about what we want to talk about or what's important to us but the capabilities and the tools in our toolbox to to Mm. you know reach so many people so it always goes back to gratitude for me
0: we broke a lot of barriers in the last i say 10 years uh not only like how technology limits you know because we cut out a lot of middlemen right like back then you have to go through like a an agency a marketing company then they hire people and then maybe a casting like all this stuff and then on top of that you know us being asian that's also another barrier that's usually no, that they do not include us in anything that's regardless regarding entertainment, advertising, any of those.
1: Unless yeah. you are the token Asian or, yeah. you know, martial arts, it's one of yeah. those two. And, you know, we were able to be in a cookie cutter sort of like box within media and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, things are changing and things are changing. Pat, man. It's, um, it's, it goes back to how much representation is it like affects us so much. I just watched a, a Netflix uh, movie called Disclosure, and it's about yeah. how media entertainment has shaped all of our minds to on on how we react to trans men and women. And looking back in seeing how films are depicting. Trans men and women. It's like it's always been like either the butt of the joke, or if it's a comedy scene, you know, it's like whenever somebody comes through a door in a comedy scene, what do you, what, what, what does the audience do? It's usually laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually this reaction, and seeing that so often in media, it's almost trained us to react a certain way with trans mm-hmm. men and women. It's like I, I it's just. You don't think that you are, um, you know, you have these biases, but there's so many things that's been ingrained in us because of the things that we've watched, and so it's it's kind of like this cleansing of like, oh man, what are my what are my sexist biases? What are my racist biases? What are you know? What are my um, insensitivities that I haven't known about or thought about? And it, it's it's almost like this Marie Kondoing that we're doing with all of ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's,
0: and i think um, because like for us we have so uh, i feel like there's a whole new generation of asian american uh that it again because of access to maybe technology twitter instagram like uh, youtube they're able to speak out more and more have a representation in different space and also i think it's because we again it's a new generation of asian immigrants meaning they also have some sort of a identity you know uh I wouldn't say crisis, but kind of like a, they need to figure out like, what does it mean to be an Asian American? Because they don't really feel like they're Asian enough to be understanding the Asian culture, but don't also feel like being accepted by American because they're born Asian. So
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I think, I think so many of us who I'm, I'm first generation. And so, um, I guess in, in Asian customs, I'm second generation, which is interesting. So my in parents your, I are. Just talk
0: all the time too. It's like uh, <laughs> you're technically an first generation Asian American, you're a second generation immigrant. That's, that's yes. how it defines. Yes, yeah. yes, yes.
1: Okay, that makes so much more sense because, okay, <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. Um, but yeah, there, there is a, absolutely an identity crisis. And I think when you're growing up, you want to almost like flush the Asianness out of you, mm-hmm. especially growing up, um, you know, like in the nineties, it was definitely, mm-hmm. how can you assimilate the best with the people around you? And depending on the neighborhood that you grew up in, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was this sort of, um, wanting to whitewash yourself as much as possible so that you can almost guard the- yourself.
0: Cause those are the popular kids in high school. The the white kid, the cheerleader, like the very common, like as you've seen, like nineties movies and TV show, like those are the popular kids. And they are, uh, they were back then. So then it's hard not for kids, especially at such a young age, you want to be, they're impressionable. You want to impress others. You want to be just like them. So, you know, anything that has to do with Asians, like culture, food, end of death, like people want to push it away. And being an Asian American, you have to have that conflict of like, oh, I am not, like, an Asian like those. I'm the cool one. So it's kind of like a weird, like, you know, uh, internal and external struggle.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's like you you want to emulate what you see in the movies. And if you mm-hmm. don't see yourself, then then you do whatever you can in order to emulate what you do see. And it's just, you know, there, there's so many different nuances. It's not just race. It's also, um, you know like sexism mm-hmm. as well. It's like, I know for a fact that I growing up, like I would, I would emulate like the like white male adventurous characters, you know, like Indiana Jones and Han Solo were like my characters. And I'm like, that's me because I didn't mm-hmm. see anyone else that, that were, that was represented. So I like, no one really emulated who I was. So I, uh-huh. I chose those characters as like okay, well, since I don't see me, then those are, those people are me then, <laughs> um, and and so it's it's strange. Like I think it's very human to want to see yourself um, in in whatever media you're consuming. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I had this fantastic fantastic interview the other day um, with somebody who goes by Ebonics, and she's really big in the Sims mod mod community Mm. and she started years ago i think in 2015 um she started modding sims characters in order to better represent black people and Mm. she started it because she wanted like a dashiki it started from just that but then it spiraled into so many people being like oh well i i want to see myself in sims i want more shades i want to see more hairstyles um, and, and all these things. And it's like, literally in a game that's called Sims, which which is supposed to be a <laughs> simulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like these... It, the tools aren't there for people to be able to even emulate themselves in a game. And so, you know, like, I, I think we have similar problems with trying to create Asian characters. Like, it's it's usually like a white character... With darker hair color, or like the most Asian-looking person ever—it's one or the other. There, there isn't, there isn't, there, there just aren't enough tools yet in so mm-hmm. many games, and so it's, it's a, it's a greater conversation, I think. And
0: like, I don't even see like uh, Asians on like a, as a main characters on most video games as like a cover or like as a main character. That doesn't really happen yet so far, uh, and I've been looking too. So I mean, well, think
1: right it's it's like it's um it's a it's a regional thing i think Mm -hmm. that there are like in japan oh
0: definitely you know mm -hmm.
1: but in the u.s i think they still are it's all about what will sell you know Mm. what's gonna sell and it's usually still male male characters Mm -hmm. it's still usually white male characters and i understand
0: you know uh because if he if they don't make money they're gonna go out of business and then there's gonna be less company gonna to try to do that, so I get it. So that's why yeah. for Crazy Rich Asian, regardless, if it was a good movie or bad movie, like the movie itself. I feel like having the box office really helps it for people to like. Oh, people are willing to spend on this kind of movie. Maybe we can explore to make more, then give them yeah. example for it. Um, Dude,
1: I am convinced that Crazy Rich Asians was given the green light in Hollywood because of YouTube. I I, I am convinced. <laughs> It's because of the Ryan Higas and the Kev Jumbas out there who were Pioneers. leading Asian like men who who like I don't know who and 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 you know like the Michelle Fawns out there too like mm-hmm. it's like they were they were the main characters of their YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to play tropes that mm-hmm. existed in like Hollywood confines, you know, and in, in like mm-hmm. cages. They were their own people, um, and, and they had millions of followers. And I think that that was the, like, the, the groundwork for Hollywood, saying, like, oh, okay, Asian people, they can, they can play other characters other than just, like, badasses who don't speak at all and, mm. um, you know, being some sort of butt of the joke. Uh, Mm. With their Asian accents, you know, it's like there's there's so much more to it. And I I really like it's the hill that I'm uh, that I'm willing to die on because I really do think that YouTubers, those early YouTubers, they they set the parameters for for Hollywood trusting that that Asian leads can actually bring in box office hits.
0: I was just telling someone the other day I was. Uh, I actually went to college with Kev Jamba, and also we went to the same high school district.
1: No way!
0: Yeah, so I saw him around, like especially like at dining common too. So uh, <laughs>
1: that's awesome! I love how small what a small,
0: small uh,
1: world. world it is. Yeah, uh, that's lo- that's like how um Wes from uh Wong Fu, he mm-hmm. and I. Did not know each other during high school, but we went to neighboring high schools and had, you know, mutual friends and whatnot. But we didn't we didn't know about this <laughs> until like maybe like a year or two into our friendship. Or, and and we're like, oh, where'd you go to school? It's like, wait, I went to school like literally next door. Wait, we went to the- <laughs> we're the same year. Yeah. So I love it when when we find out just how small our worlds are.
0: It's great. Uh, like. It's funny, too, like the other day I was talking about, I'm um, watching, I just finished watching Black Mirror. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I know these are sci-fis because they have Asian male boyfriend. I'm like, this is new. Like, like it, it's so, it's just weird for me to feel weird. that like, oh, that stands out to me. Because I usually don't see that in most entertainment, especially in Hollywood media.
1: Wait, which episode is this?
0: Uh, there are a few episodes, not just one, there are a few of them. Um... One of them was, uh, let's see, the woman that was pregnant, and then he got, and then her she blocked her boyfriend. Oh, like with the, I yeah, think. yeah,
1: the blocking episode. But
0: one of the character is a boyfriend. He's an Asian male guy. I'm like, huh? And you know, spoiler alert. And at the end of the episode, you learn that's like the daughter, that you know, he's supposed to be his daughter, the white guy's daughter. But then he later found out that she looks Asian. So most likely, you know, her girl, his girlfriend, has slept with the Asian more. Boyfriend guy, daughter guy. So like, oh, okay. So he pay, he plays actually a certain role into that in that episode as well. So I'm like, hmm, okay, that's new. That's yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think it's about normalizing it, right? And like mm-hmm. one of my favorite Hollywood uh, castings is, and I I haven't really even like watched through the show, but um, Rami Malek for Mr. Robot. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think that's one of my one of my favorite castings because. Um I have to I have to look up his um let's see, Mr. Robot, like what his character's name is. Um but uh uh it's something like really like Elliot and Alderson. Yeah Elliot Alderson Elliot. sounds mm-hmm. like like a just you know like a regular white dude. Yep,
2: yep, but yep. But they mm-hmm.
1: casted Rami Malek, who I believe is Egyptian, and mm-hmm. they they didn't change his name. They they normalized the fact that that he's a brown guy named Elliot Alderson, and and, and and like I feel like it just works, you know what I mean? Like there there mm-hmm. there hasn't there doesn't like there there ha- there's no need for like this is why this is his name like it's just it just works, and I feel like that is one of the best cases of normalizing uh, people of color at playing a character. He's not playing. He's not playing like a brown guy, playing this character. He's just who he is. And I mm-hmm. and I think that's one been one of my favorite ways of um of not only having the conversation of just like just let people be people on screen, you know? But um yeah, it's I, I know he's also very outspoken about the these the sort of um casting too. Think- so
0: as we cool. keep moving along and creating, you know, more and more entertainment, but also because people are more overlapping now, like, uh, I see like last name and first name. It's gonna be you can't really tell someone ethnicity or background just by name anymore, and hopefully, mm-hmm. that would become more normalized. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. But how about your last name? Like, does it does it play a part? Do you think it hurts you? Does it help you? Like, or do you want to stick with like a different name? Like, what is that like for you then?
1: I. You know, I grew up hating my my name because it was longer than anyone else's name. Like, in my class, like, just spelling it out used to be so embarrassing for me. Um, But as I grew older, like, Japanese culture became cooler and cooler. Uh, is it weird? Like,
0: it's something that used to be you dislike to be something that people, like, (sighs) love and maybe even fashion, fetishize. Like, kind of like, uh, you know.
1: It makes me really, really guilty. It makes me feel really guilty that I didn't stand up for myself and my culture when it was uncool. And you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I have guilt over that. Um, I remember I, I would throw away my my bento that my mom would pack me, um, mm-hmm. and there was a particular group of people at school who would bully me for my smelly food and things like this. And I remember seeing them years later. I think we all had graduated high school, but I hadn't seen them for years because we went to separate high schools. And I saw them in a sushi restaurant. And they're like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, hey, you probably have no idea the amount of sadness you caused me in my life. And how weird is it that we're we're in a sushi restaurant saying hello to each other? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I have... More than anything, more than a resentment towards them, I think I have personal guilt of not standing up for what I knew was um, something I should have taken pride in. But, you Mm -hmm. know, times are very, very different
0: then. It's hard, right? As we said earlier, that's like if it makes you feel uncool, you don't want to feel like you don't belong. Like having a sense of belong is such a great feeling. And being ostracized by your peers would be like, oh, no, there's something wrong with me. So you have to kind of put yourself down to make yourself feel better.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, now, you know, jumping to, to uh, now, like, I love wearing my last name, like, I on my sleeve, you know, like, I love wearing my culture on my sleeve. Um, and, you know, like, not to the point of, like, overdoing, but, like, I I, I think I... Weave it into things as as uh organically as it speaks to me, and mm-hmm. so you know i I love it, you know I, I if anything, I'm unafraid to wear it on my sleeve now, but it took many, many years for that mm-hmm. to happen, and you know it's it's sad to say that it took society to catch up to it for me to feel okay with it and it's, it's rough. Not, I mean, it I think rough. we're going through it now, too, though. You know, like, it mm-hmm. took the Me Too movement for people to be okay with women speaking out. It took the Black Lives Matter movement, and this time around, with the Black Lives movement, not 2015 when, like, you know, people were, were starting to talk about Black Lives Matter, like... Black Lives Matter 2020 is when people started to feel okay about really talking about it and wearing that on their sleeves, putting it on their Twitter and stuff like that. It, like, it takes
2: mm-hmm.
1: society, it takes a, a drove of people to make you feel okay about being who you are. And mm-hmm. it's, it's an unfortunate trait of being human, I think. We all just want to feel like we belong.
0: Like, un, as unfortunate as it is, I think because of coronavirus that helps people focus more on this kind of issue. Because normally when people are having regular schedule where they go to work, where they're stuck in traffic, uh, and just go home and watch TV and go to sleep, they don't really have to pay attention to social media. And they just, you know, go on with their lives uh, because it doesn't affect them at all. But when now where everyone's stuck at home and your main source of entertainment and interactions is online... I feel like people suddenly feel like oh wow there's a lot of things going on that I should start paying attention and I think it's starting to work and it, it's such a unfortunate scenario that might have a better like buy uh, like effect side effect because of that you know for sure for sure
1: and mm-hmm. to your point you know I feel like for the first time in probably our lifetime everybody around the world feels like they're going through something together there's, there's nobody in the world who you have to explain what it means to be in lockdown, what it means mm-hmm. to be out of work because of COVID-19. Like everyone gets it. And, and I don't think there has been a time in our lifetime where people across the world was like, oh yeah, I, you don't have to fill me in. I I'm going through it as well. And so I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think when, when movements are happening right now, people feel more connected than ever. A, because they're home, like you said. And B because I, I think that there's like this this
0: like it's collective. We're, we're human. Like we're one form, like one not culture, but more like we're one race. Like we all being mm-hmm. like have to be species. Like we have to face the same thing together. Like it yeah. doesn't it's not a cultural thing. It's not a country thing. It's not like a EU NA like regional thing it's like no you all have to face this and the virus doesn't discriminate it's like you can die from this anyone can die from this so then we all like oh shoot we all have to go through things together so now we're looking at all things other things as well like oh things happening in one country one region can affect everyone else too so I guess that's also bringing to social issue and political issue as well so it it, kind of helps unfortunately yeah
1: and for, yeah, it's it's definitely a silver lining,
0: yeah.
1: um, sort of situation because I, I don't think anybody takes what's happening lightly. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: But if we had to look for a silver lining, it is the fact that these conversations are happening, and I don't know. It's 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 kind of like a collective cleansing. I don't know if I already used the Marie Kondo like. <laughs> sort of um parallel but it feels like this collective like out with what does not bring us joy does it bring you joy yeah and like stripping ourselves of of things that have collected over the years that may or may not be healthy for us um it's yeah it's interesting but you know it's it's about time like it's bringing together people on on an the other side as well you know and so mm-hmm. there it's, it's a it's a catch-22 in some ways it I is think another r-
0: reason is that because um events are not happening so a lot of the me too movements because things are not happening uh a lot of victims do not have to face their abuser in real life so give them more of a chance and you know a safe space for them to kind of speak out i feel like Because at any time, you can easily lose your job and you're going to get, you know, uh, put down on all this issue. Like, for example, TwitchCon is not happening this year. So we have that happening a lot in the gaming industry where both men and women, but specifically women, are speaking out against abusers about all the past, you know, trauma, harassment that they have to face with, face against, uh, but because they're not being affected as much anymore. So I feel like it, again, another silver lining that helps because of that.
1: Gosh, I never thought of that. I think imagine you're if, so right. Because <laughs> imagine TwitchCon you know,
0: happening this year. It'd be so weird.
1: It's um, you're totally right. It gives it a little bit of time in order for you to not have to um see your abuser's head on because you don't want to, you don't you don't want to uh like detract from going to an event because you might see somebody. That's not fair mm-hmm. to you. Oh, and so. Not you know, most of the times people will still go to these events and make nice and put on a smile and, mm-hmm. you know, be cordial, but you're totally right. This year, there is not that pressure of having to have to go to an event to continue with, you know, um, mm-hmm. like court being cordial that you're not losing out on business. Everyone's mm-hmm. losing out on business. I mean, let's, let's be real. Everyone be losing out, but, um, yeah, you're, that's a really, really good point, Martin.
0: Like, companies, a lot of them are worried about, like, if you speak out, even though you're in complete right, you know, everything you do is like, okay, like, makes sense. Uh, they don't want, um, they, people don't want to be known to be hard to work with, regardless of you're right or wrong, you know? Yeah. And I think that happened with uh, Megan Fox as well, from many stories I've read.
1: Yes, 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 yes. How mm-hmm. come that's coming to light, like years later, it's it's so bananas to me. Um, mm-hmm. From from what I read on headlines, like it was during Transformers, right? Like she, mm-hmm. the, she was written off as like hard to work with by Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's now come to light many years later. I want to say like seven, eight years later. It's
0: Maybe been that longer. Long Maybe or, even longer.
1: Like, even longer that she left because he was making like advances towards her. That was making her very uncomfortable.
0: Cause Transformers, and, that was like the second one, I think. Um, let's see. Megan. Fogg. Yeah, I mean, She got
1: hired for the second one. And then, and then she just wasn't asked yeah. back. And you're totally right. She had this, um, reputation that mm-hmm. she was hard to work with, but it came down to, she removed herself because she didn't, want these un, un, unwanted advances towards her. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But and it took all these years of silence, all these years of people not listening, all these years of-
0: 2009, that's when the movie came out. So no 11 way! years ago. Yeah, Yeah, like a, over a decade.
1: Not okay. It's just, you know, and it's like, it, I, I'm not even pointing fingers because I, I am 100% guilty in being probably the type of person that wouldn't have listened in 2009. Maybe mm. I didn't even have my ears open in 2009 to hear, you know? And it's just, it's just, it's so unfortunate. I always say, watching like Doctor Who and any sort of uh, time travel show, as a woman and as a person of color, I never want to go backwards. It's never yes. been good
0: for us. It's not, ever. yep, hmm <laughs> it's yeah. never been good! Time travel might, and that's still a might that's gonna go well for us in the future, but we know for a fact going back is not well at all. Like, especially for me in America, like, I will be most likely being forced to build railroad or something. Like, it won't be good, yeah. No, yeah. it, it has not been good, um... Like, a lot of us, like, a lot of things are happening still right now, I think has to carry over from World War II. And, you know, it took many years. And, like, since then, we're still slowly washing out those kind of, uh, you know, propaganda ideas that, you know, people have to face against. You know, of course, you know, we know about imprisonment camp, uh, you know, the Japanese cam in America, all those stuff that add on putting, you know, Asian in a very bad light, mm-hmm. most scenario. So it's still taking many, many years for us to kind of wash out that concept and understanding, like, Dude, man, we all America, we all want to, American, we want to, you know, make everything equal for everyone.
1: The, man, this is, okay, so let me try to, to backtrack and, and get all the information out here. The, the, like, racism goes so deep, it's not just, like, what seems obvious, right? Like, I feel like internment camps and World War II and how Asian people in general were treated in the U.S. is one thing for sure yeah. like there were not just japanese people in internment camps there were koreans and vietnamese because people couldn't tell I can't
0: differentiate. Yeah.
1: if they were japanese or not that's 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 definitely a um, a huge uh cloud that is still hanging over in the us but my mom and i were talking about the black lives matter movement and how she's like i have i i have so much racism like ingrained in me and i'm like who put that in your head like where do that where does that come from you know Mm -hmm. and and it's we're we're trying to dig deep my mom's in her 70s and she's trying to figure this out and i'm like good for you mom
0: that's good yeah Mm -hmm. like
1: good for you for trying to figure out where this comes from um and and in doing so you know i was like just researching of her generation and what they grew up with and things and you know it racism is so ingrained in Japanese culture and a lot of Asian culture as well from wanting to bleach your skin if you're too dark. um, You know, this sort of uh, like white worship, Um, not, not just skin color, but culture and Western culture as well. Uh, Mm. You know, I was, I was looking at like during world war two with American troops coming to Japan, even like, Like brothels separated their beautiful women and their, you know, not as like Mm -hmm. wanted women. And the beautiful women went to the white U.S. soldiers in the brothels and the Mm -hmm. not wanted women went to the black soldiers. And so Mm -hmm. that already inherently creates racism within Japanese people of like, oh, well, the unwanted go to the black troops, the wanted go to the white troops and how that is already something that's ingrained in something, um, you know, it's, it's, it's already pitting people of color up against each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in in a, in a, in a strict, in like the most asinine way. And I feel like those things trickled into day-to-day life as well. And, and I think that that is um, that, that continued on. And then it continued on in media, and it continued on into the, you know, like, even like the manga and the anime that, that, that we all grew up watching, and my, and my mom's generation grew up watching. It's like, how many Black characters are there in anime, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, how many characters look Asian as opposed to looking white, even though they're playing Japanese Asian, people?
0: Yeah. And here's the thing, I this is something that I experience myself all the time and it is it's a complex idea that I try to explain to a lot of American white Americans about is that Asians usually have this weird complex because of you no know, the media that we face and because America did become one's most successful country, if not the most successful country in the last century. So we have this complex where we know Americans shouldn't uh, deserve all this like glory that they have, you know, glory, whatever you like to call it because they only have 300, 400 years of history at most 400 years. And let's say a person have 80 years of life. That's only like four people. That's it. You know, that's not a lot. That's four people building a country. That's it. Like lifetimes wise. And they are the one of the biggest country in the world. Uh, so we don't think they deserve it, but we definitely recognize they are the one of the most successful country in our world. So it becomes the complex I feel like about cheerleaders, you know, like in high school Where you feel like this girl was born pretty and very uh, popular and become the most popular kids You don't think they did anything deserve it But at any moment you were asked to, if you want to switch spots with them, you would say yes So it's kind of like, I like I don't think they should be like this, but I want to be that So we put that that's in the worship, as you said, the white worship kind of like up there. And I think a lot of this has to also do with social economic status, because uh, American, of course, is very about capitalism. And in order for capitalism to work, someone has to be better than others. That's how literally how capitalism works. So I guess they have to use race as a way to put people at different levels, so then they have an enemy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a very American kind of culture, I feel like having an enemy. And unfortunately, it was a race issue. that's what we turn against,
1: yeah, I think Asians in in the us were always kind of like the model minority. It's almost like mm-hmm. if 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 white America was like our parents, like the, like the parents of like uh, Americans in general, mm-hmm. Asians were treated as like like, don't tell all the other kids, but I like you best. you know it's mm-hmm. like, keep going to school and keep being smart, you're the best. Pe- you know, and and I and, and I think that's like it created this um, this racial tension for so many years that was mm-hmm. not you know it's it's brought on by so many things. I, I can't say that it's brought on by one thing or another, but I think being told that you're a model minority growing up makes you inherently um, feeling like you're you're higher on the totem pole. And it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that way. Um, it's, it's that how you
0: pit people against each other, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really manipulative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in the same way as like, it would be really manipulative in a family to be told that you are better than, other, th- than your sibling, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's just having to have to a educate yourself, undo so much and just kind of restart over. Because like you said, we're such a young country. like so The young. U.S. is like, it's like a really successful TikTok teenager.
0: Yeah, that's how I see it. There are a teenager who ran away from British, from the British, mm-hmm. and like they're like, Mom, I'm not going to live here anymore. I'm going to run away and start my own company. And your mom's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But ironically, it worked. It, it just- hit- it yes. works, and it's like okay, frick, Like all right, fine. It did work, all and the kids right. are making millions of dollars. And like, like now I can't really tell them what to do because they made it work.
1: Yeah. So and, and like the the everything that the U.S. like kind of emulates, and so much of like why I have like grown to love it so much is like this like like middle fingers up in the air. We're doing mm. it better, you know. Eagles flying. God, you USA. know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's fun to be in that in that sort of. It's almost like like being on the the like the good side, like in it's, a it's action. a
0: little bit rebellious, but it works that like you're fighting for the good fight, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I did it, you know. Like it's it's a very American culture, and I love it for it. And you know, I just want to see how we can use it for good, but not for bad.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I think we just need to grow up. You know, it's like, we have to peel it back and be like, okay, but there's also empathy. There's also learning from countries that have been around for 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's, you know, it's like, people have been doing things for a lot longer than the US have been doing things. And it's Speaking. important to, for us to understand that we're still very, very new. And just because it's new doesn't make it better.
2: Mm-hmm. I think...
1: You know, there's still there's still growth that needs to happen, and you know it goes both ways. I th- I think you know the the era that we're in, we are starting a new. We are we are using tactics that have never been used before, and that includes bringing droves of people together through through Twitter. You know, it's like we're using these tools that we now have that have never been around before, and I think that's a fantastic thing. It's mm-hmm. just having to have to realize that we all have room to grow. There've been mistakes in the past and you know, there's still a lot more to do.
0: And I have to recognize and people should recognize is that it's not easy. Like the whole having different ethnicity, different race, different culture into one country, is definitely not easy. And I explained this to other friends before too, is that because they don't, they, they don't understand why is there such a difference is that because when you talk about, let's say Chinese, right? The culture is the people. Like both, you no, know, the ethnicity, the both the culture is the same thing. But when you say American, it doesn't have to be white, black, Asian, or anything. American can be any ethnicity. So therefore there's a very uh different kind of setting for us to develop as a country. And it is also weird for me too. I'm sure that might be weird for you as well, uh, but let me know if not. Is how some Uh, Teenager American are like very fantasize how it's like to be in Asia, Asian, especially Japanese culture But it's very different, like, you know, culture in Japan is very homogeneous There's still a lot of racism and sexism, like really big in sexism there And they don't see that Uh, It's not, I feel like it's not as easy to say you can have the, the good thing of each thing And then just have it as one country It's not easy, it's definitely not an easy way to do it
1: for sure, yeah. I think I think, in the way that, you know, a lot of Asian cultures have had white worship, there's a lot of um the reverse. like there's like mm-hmm. Japanese like fetishization and like Japanese worship, where it's just like they think everything is just the anime. But mm-hmm. you're right. there's there's so many problems with it that's still inherently seeped into the writing and the um
0: the funny just, thing is that in Japan, otaku is also shunned upon you know like they're not the cool kids
1: a hundred percent it's not it's not good yeah, it's not and, good to be an otaku for sure
0: uh, everyone's like other oh, especially oh, the anime fans in america like yeah that's the coolest kid and that's what uh, japan J- uh japanese and japan is about I'm like no no most working class thing is like okay but it's no yeah
1: i i think in the u.s you know like Americans we we have a tendency to take what's not cool and we try to flip it on its head mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't work so well in other cultures and like in Japan it's like like otaku are looked down upon
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. um
1: but yeah I you know I think that it's it's easy to cherry pick like you said culture you know things in cultures that fit well for you and feel nice for you and make you feel good but there's just so much with with Japanese culture that that's still really problematic, and I think that um, you know speaking out about things is still something that that is so inherently tied to the culture that you're not supposed to do. That mm-hmm. that we're still backwards, like years, like ten years, mm-hmm. um, and and I hope that those are the parts of Western culture that that Japan can cherry pick, not just <laughs> the fashion and the aesthetics and, and things like that. Like there's there's really good things about the Western culture that can be very ch- cherry picked, but it's still, I, I, if, if you had to take hyper different cultures, I think Japan and the US are on opposite ends, even I though think. one tries to emulate the other as much as possible. They're not doing it, on like simultaneously. a simultaneously yeah, it's just a it's a it's a surface level emulation i think
0: because like i, I think america is also getting to that point where it's like something that works they want to keep doing that because it worked again because it only a few hundred years of history so we never had something that we feel like that it worked but until like in recent history in america was like oh this is how things are always is so let's keep it this way in other cultures and you know, other countries that has been around for a more few more hundreds, few more thousand years, and it's like, yeah, that's that's how things always were. So it shouldn't make sense for us to change it, and that's why in Jap- Japanese culture, Asian cultures, it's really hard for us to change and adapt new kind of thinking easily because it's always been that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um. Oh, I I can't talk about it <laughs> because it's it's a game that's not out yet. But there's there's these definitely cultural ties of like. Sticking with the old versus adapting to what's what's newer and you know just the the growing pains of making that decision of like do you stick with the rules and the confines that have worked for generations and and you know if anything are more honorable mm-hmm. and seen as the right thing, or do you do what is modern and contemporary and the harder thing to do um, in order to get the job? done mm-hmm. you know i'm being very vague because I've, <laughs> I, I still have a uh an what
0: embargo is, oh, yes. <laughs>
1: game, but i feel like i don't know maybe we can talk in a couple of weeks and you'll you'll know what i'm talking about Martin.
0: you know it's funny for for a lot of things that we do uh that's always embargo and i always have to keep track in my mind just like i actually have to google things to so like sometimes to talk to friends like okay let me google what is technically out there yet and what is not uh, <gasps> Of course, for us, there's a lot of games. And for me specifically, a lot of products as well. Because sometimes I do products <laughs> photography. <laughs> so, like, I remember there were a few E3s where like they announced some new mouse or keyboard. Some kind of like equipment they have. And I'm like, what do you mean you just announced it? I saw this the last like four months ago. Like, what did you ta- Oh, right. Because I have a bunch of prototypes in my house. Like, oh, right, 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 right. This is new to people. Totally forgot. Yep. Photography is so
1: nice. It's a pretty
0: <laughs> thank you thank you like uh it's tricky though because like people know me for my cosplay stuff uh some of them might even know my portrait stuff but then if i mix any of them together like my product travel my surreal people get very confused so i still have to separate them because it's annoying but no fans only follow one thing for one thing if you do anything else i I get it
1: dude i that's that's the hardest thing that i have with my branding if you will it's just Mm -hmm. like Uh, we're so multifaceted, but, Mm -hmm. and and I feel like most people get it, but people still want to be able to put you in a really, like, easy box and be like, Martin Wong is this and this and this and that's not Mm -hmm. this many things. And I have a very hard time not being this many things
0: they get confused and they don't i feel like you know i want to do new things but then they they really like they really like that one thing you know i'm sure that's same yeah. for you like that is really cool we really love it we will support you for that but i want to show off i can do other stuff and i like other stuff as well but it's <laughs> it's, it's Dude, tricky
1: i'm trying to do my uh like my media reel right now and it's uh-huh. a hot mess man it's a hot freaking mess cuz i'm like all of these things are me and it's like how would somebody define this?
0: <laughs> yeah, like introducing guests like you is always tricky because we know for a fact that you do many things. I know for a fact and I see you at different places. And I like every time we go to gaming events or any events and then introducing you to companies is difficult. And us even introducing ourselves is difficult because they were like, What do you do? And every time they ask that, I always say, What do you do? <laughs> because it's changed wow. what I do for you. You know, it changed. Yeah. I have-
1: a different array of hats mm-hmm. what you do depend will depend on which hat I wear,
0: yeah, mhm, yep, like even for me, like you know, uh yes, photographer is an obvious one, but of course you know, I do gaming as well, I'm making starting making more YouTube content, but I'm also kind of a you know content creator in a way, because most photographer are that we know of it's not really content cre- not influencer type, you know, so like what do you want me to be? And of course, you know, I deal with cosplay. I also have my own agency where I hire a cosplayer and influencer as well. So I was like, "What do you want me to be?" Like, where are we at today? Yep. You know.
1: <laughs> yep, I I'm so glad that 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 I'm not the only person in this boat, Martin. That makes me very happy. Because yeah, it's it's a weird struggle, and I don't think that it's like a like a jack of all trades sort of thing. I think it's just. Mm-hmm in the time that we're in a, we have the tools to be able to learn so much. And if you have a curious mind, if you are, you know, the, the type of person who is like a beginner, beginner's mind sort of person who is just like, okay, I don't know anything about this, but I want to learn. So I will, um, mm-hmm. and you're easily adaptable. Mm-hmm. Then it gets to this position where it's just like, I don't know, you can do, you can do so much more. And, mm-hmm. I think any other generation, it would be like, "No, Martin, you your stick one to,
0: tray, you know, and that's it. You stick mm-hmm. to
1: wedding photography, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. all you do. You know, it's like you to wedding too, and that's it. You know, and it's like I think, especially being Asian, I feel like th- those are mm-hmm. definitely traits that we grow up with, where it's just like you do one thing, you master that thing, and you die until you do that one thing.
0: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep.
1: <laughs> but you know, I think growing up that way and and having those sort of um uh being in that cage for so long as soon as i stopped stopped dancing and i stepped into doing youtube things and started you know mountain climbing and and like traveling on my own as soon as i kind of like let myself off of that leash i went bananas and i started doing everything but it's talk
0: about like what have you done with the youtube stuff because you we're one of the big, and you still, you know, are, but I'm just saying, like, really pioneer on the YouTube space, doing, you know, Smosh gaming, all those stuff. Like, how was that like? Because I feel like that's very, it's such a big thing, and kind of at the same time, it's like, how oh, it, it, It's uncharted territory, you know, when you first started, I feel like.
1: I think the one thing that kept me going, kept me sane, kept me, if anything, um, like like it ushered me through safely through like all of the roller coaster that is, you know, YouTube and YouTube quote unquote, like fame or whatever it is, is the fact that I had ballet and that career to ground me Mm. because everything that was happening in YouTube was not my like aspirations. Like I wasn't like, I want to get to a hundred thousand followers. I need, to make this much money from YouTube. It was Mm. always a secondary thing that I made time for while Mm. focusing a hundred percent on my career as a dancer, because there was when I started and up until about four years um, until four years into doing Smosh, I never, I never thought that I would leave ballet. It's, Mm. It's the thing that I had been working for since I was two and a half. I'm like, there's no way that I'm gonna leave the ballet world. And so everything I did with YouTube, despite Smosh Games being being founded and like like kicking ass, like from the get-go. Of course, <laughs> it's a sister channel of Smosh, so like we hit a million in less than a month. Like, like there it was just huge. Mm-hmm. But even with that even two years into doing Smosh games, four years total with Smosh, I still wasn't like, this isn't my full-time gig. This ballet is my full-time gig. This is who I am. And so I think that is the one saving grace that kept my feet like on the ground and um, prevented me from from kind of like floating off into the abyss with the hope that this is everything that there is. I think that there's still so much more. So um, yeah, I, I as much as I have a turbulent <laughs> relationship with dancing, it, I'm very grateful for it.
0: I and people ask us this all the time, and I feel like we give the same similar answer. Is the question is how do I get big on this and this and that? And we all like we don't really know. Like there, we kind of work hard and got lucky that it pays off what's what we did. Uh, yeah. it, there's no formula. If there is, I would definitely start teaching master class. But that is that's not how that works.
1: I always wow. say, "Show up and don't be an asshole. Like <laughs> you have to work, you have to show up, you have to keep going. and mm-hmm. then being being like kind and just not an asshole, like people will will continue wanting to work with you. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like the reason why you work with so many of like the like the <laughs> people in cosplay not not just like some of the biggest like the biggest people in cosplay is because they want to continue working with you for your friendship for who you are Mm. because you're professional because they enjoy your company and i and i think that comes down to working on yourself as an individual and so it's it's one of these things where it's like when a when a 12 year old comes to me and they're like, how do I become a YouTuber? I always say, like, live your life. Like, become a full person. Like, if you're going to be talking to a stream or on a vlog or something, you want to be able to share something from your own life and share what you've learned and share who you are. And if you don't know who that person is yet, it's going yeah, to be more share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, um, th- that's one thing you can't fake. hmm You can fake it for a moment, I think. You can fake it for a little while, but then you start to run dry of like who your identity is. and
0: Unless you learn fast enough. The only way you can fake it and keep going is that you have to learn what that is really quick to be like, oh, wait, that is what I'm doing. That is who I am and how I want to be. And that's how some people are thrown into deep end and they were able to do that. But if you don't have that situation, it's difficult to keep up, as you say.
1: Yeah, I, I think for longevity's sake, like you you need that sort of core of who you are outside of all of this, because Mm -hmm. gosh, if, if I was, if I was 17 or 18 and I got thrown into the mix with Smosh, Smosh and Smosh games, I don't, I don't know if I would have my head on. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I would have been developed as a person enough um, to, to accept all of it. And Mm -hmm. Accept it with gratitude,
0: I think. And that's gratitude. exactly what I've been saying too. So I, I have worked with a few people in the past and I always want to help someone new to get into the content creation scene or being like a cosplayer, cosplayer, uh, YouTuber, whatever they want to be. But I like, because I want to help them because I wish someone was there to help me when I first started because there's so many things I don't know. But I feel like if I didn't, if I had someone help me, or because I see it that people that I'm helping is that they don't appreciate it. And also, I feel like because they didn't have to go through the hardship, then they don't understand how to learn themselves. So it's kind of like a weird, you know, mix of like, wow, they have to, I had to go through this to become who I am, but I wish I didn't have to. But if I didn't have to, maybe I wouldn't become who I am, you know? Yeah,
1: I feel like that's the dilemma that every parent has, too. You know, it's Uh like, am I a bad parent for not helping the child? But at the same time, like, you become who you are like you said, like through the hardships and like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a very difficult thing. Um, Mm -hmm. we're at the moment we are writing that blueprint of like how to do this. And Mm -hmm. some of the, the way that we came to at least being able to have a skeleton of what that blueprint is, is, is making a a ton of mistakes. And (laughs) yes, you know, like, That is the only way that we really experience and learn things. So if we hand over this, this, you know, book chapter by chapter of how to do it without, without
0: having a conclusion, we're still writing it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we're writing it, and and we're going back in chapters, being like, oh, never mind, (laughs) that that's no longer relevant, and that also didn't work. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. are we allowing people to not make those mistakes that that
0: shaped us speaking of going know. back and then like crossing things that you shouldn't do or like maybe it doesn't make sense tiktok what do you think because right now do you hear the news like yeah uh, they might be banning uh tiktok and a lot of people i know they were trying to grow on it but it's so it's yeah oh so interesting
1: <laughs> i mean it goes back to don't be a one-trick pony right like don't put, you put all
0: your eggs in one, one basket
1: it? yeah don't put all your eggs in one basket. I don't know. It's, it's such an interesting thing. I haven't read enough about it. I just know the headline. But I'm like, mm-hmm. in some ways, okay, there is a security uh, problem, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's too much um, that the app is able to uh, access security-wise. But, I, but in some ways, I'm also like, you know, Gen Z is all over TikTok. TikTokers and K-pop fans were able to, um like, corral enough people to buy a, a bunch of Trump rally tickets to, to cause that whole commotion. Is there mm-hmm. also a reason, you know, a, another reason why they want TikTok banned is to, like, disband
0: Ooh.
1: Gen Zers
0: from
1: being able to, like, you know talk on a, on a certain app or something i don't know that that's that's me with my tin hat like
0: there's some conspiracy uh, theory then
1: <laughs> exactly exactly that's that's one of the conspiracy theories that i jumped to as soon as i heard that but
0: yeah i i, I mean it's I, not you know, there, uh, it's not unbelievable there's so many things that are like yeah we have seen like even some confirmed ones like we have seen how american had done a so lot like crazy stuff like the whole thing of hawaii and like drug the battle with drugs, like, there's so many things that's like, ooh, that was really shady, you know? Ooh, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, how, how America got Hawaii? Yeah. That's one of the I weird ones. American literally just invaded Hawaii where they had a queen and everything. They're like, nope, you're not queen anymore. You're also, you're now part of America and this is our land now. That's, oh, the, no. that's the spark notes of it. Yeah. While they still have a queen that's living and ruling there. And they're like, nah, it's ours now. It's like, what? That's why Hawaiian has this weird like um kind of uh also conflict of like are we American or we Hawaiian? You know? Imagine getting invaded and then become a you know part of some country that does maybe be made Hawaii better. I feel like that's a struggle we have with Hong Kong as well. Uh yes. but since we didn't get invaded, but we we're like we were grateful what British have done, but like, you know, that's kinda like a but what we what are we ourselves, you know? And of course if the drug trade in um uh, and, and the the war against drug like american had did a lot of crazy stuff you know the cia has some, some crazy stuff too that you can read upon but so yeah so yeah. anything is possible especially in 2020 every month is something new mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i think it's, it's so much as like we're learning so much like we're i, I think all this information was available when the when the internet started getting really big and you know, like people started talking, but maybe we weren't inclined to like really start digging deep yet. And we're I not think good at now- that.
0: People were so fast to jump onto an idea instantly. Like the uh, even during the Black Lives Matter uh movement when we were doing the I mean, we're still in it, but when we did the whole uh like social media blackouts kind of thing, uh like when people first someone said about it, everyone's, Yeah, let's all do it. But I'm like, No, that's a bad idea. Uh, so thing for Twitch. They wanted to do Twitch blackouts where they don't stream for a whole day. I'm like, no, that's also a bad idea. And I, I explained on Twitter why that doesn't work and what is some other better proactive way to do it. So we yeah. don't really look at information details. We just jump on things instantly. That's the culture right now. It's good and bad, you know. So
1: it's good and bad. Yeah, I think you're totally right about that. It's a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a what is it? It's a double X store. Oh double-edged sword yes <laughs> idioms you american idioms are so hard man
0: they are I had,
1: I had to learn them as an adult i'm sure this is for you too like oh yeah like we didn't grow up with these idioms we grew up That's with
0: a, i'm a 1.5 <laughs> generation immigrant i learned so many things i was like and sometimes i say it wrong and people's like maybe we should correct him or not like because it's kind of funny too because like it's, it's weird already by itself and then yeah. you know changing it gonna make it even weirder so-
1: Right there's there's times I use idioms and there it's very it's very close mm-hmm. or it makes two together or whatnot and I'm like I'm always some like of hey,
0: actually, out, some of them they also got it from American and uh, culture and English itself is a mix of a bunch of different cultures and languages like English itself makes no sense to me a lot of time because some oh. of the words just shouldn't you know uh, it's, yeah. it's
1: the the age old like gif and gif problem like that mm-hmm. is. That is ri- like that is across all of English and it shouldn't have that problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. And some of the stuff most that of, Yeah. Some of the easiest they get from other language too.
1: That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wait, d- I, I know I w I, I don't wanna say every lang- every other language does not have this problem, but I feel like most other languages don't have this like you, you sometimes say g with a g and sometimes you say it with a jip. Like,
2: uh-huh.
1: at least for Japanese, it's consistent all across. Mm-hmm. It is always w- like this letter denotes this sound and there's just no question about it. But yeah, you're right. It comes because back English to is like four so or five many-
0: different languages in one. It's just a bunch of language in a trench coat and pretend to be one language, you know? Hilarious.
2: Uh,
0: like and we somehow, it, yeah. somehow
1: mm-hmm. we convince the rest of the world that this is the language to know.
0: And if you say it wrong, people say, "Oh, you're wrong." It's like, but how is this wrong? You made this up. It's like you made this rule. Like, and then every rules have exceptions, and every exception has an exceptions.
1: Yeah, it's like you can't say it's wrong when it's totally normal in the language to say enchilada. (laughs) It's like that's not how you say it, but that becomes correct enchilada.
0: (laughs) you Say it in a way they're like, "Nope, you're wrong." I'm like, "What? Who who made the rules? Like, who lets you make the rules?"
1: Right, karate that has become like
0: ah. the
1: the 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 way to say it, karaoke. You oh, know? yeah, karaoke, like karaoke. Like, you no, know, how? What? English been become the the norm for the whole world.
0: That's what Where? happened when you become the popular kids who ran away from home and miraculously become successful.
1: Yeah, man. In- English is the Logan Paul of languages. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Got real popular, and every everyone wanted to jump on it, and then and then centuries later, we're like, "Hey, this doesn't work,
0: dude!" Yeah, <laughs> there's, like there's YouTube, problems with this. I, oh man, I mean, I'm still pretty new to the YouTube world, but man, the chasing that YouTube kind of like how to the meta, whatever the content creation structure is like, it's so much work.
1: It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 grateful that I'm kind of stepping out of it. Um
0: what's your transition I, to? What's the next thing?
1: Well, right now I'm on a show uh on Quibi and Jeez. it's run by Polygon, which is owned mm. by Vox. Both okay. companies that I really, really like. And, you know, I love I love Vox Media for the stuff that they produce. They've they've always kind of done like hard hitting media and I feel like they've been covering news that has become more like overarching news in 2020, but they've been doing it for a long time. Like they, they talk about the drug trades. They talk about black lives matter. They, they talk about, you know, racism and sexism, but they've been doing it for a long time and they Mm -hmm. get like really nitty gritty with it. And so I, I appreciate that media company a lot for just, just how kind of like grimy they get with, with their news coverage. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Polygon is like it's always been my go-to like gaming news site. Gaming news, so being able to to combine those two and and being able to work with them on this capacity is is really really huge. So
0: how, uh, how many episodes are you doing for that show?
1: Uh, well, it's it's six months to a year, Ooh. and it's weekly, three episodes per week on Quibi. So, um,
0: Dang. yeah. I'm so That's grateful.
1: Like, it's, I, I'm very, very grateful. Um,
0: how, how are you doing this during Corona? Like what is, is this is like the, it's a story or like the show is like, how does, well, Yo, tell me more. It is,
1: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot, man. It's like, so we use discord. There's um, usually two to three producers on discord who can see my camera footage. And um normally when we do this like on the camera like there's 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 everything on it, seeing like like the lighting and um you know like microphone and and levels and you know way more (laughs) than me, but like ISO and all that stuff and making sure that everything's balanced. And then I go through the script and um yeah. There's 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 a lot of people on the team. Um
0: and people don't understand how much work it is to do productions. Oh,
1: it's so much work. And the and Quibi shows are seven minutes long.
0: They're, yeah, they're
2: yeah.
1: short form um they're short form pieces of content, but so much work goes into it. I was so like and like everyone at Polygon's really, really rad. I gotta say. Mm. Like people just are interested in the work and you know, it's a really diverse um, group of folks and lots of voices, and we're we're able to bring a lot of fun conversations to the um, to 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 the platform, like important conversations. Like I, I mentioned earlier about uh, uh, the the Sims modder Ebonics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what she's doing for her community and just how big it is to to be able to do what like EA as a publisher should be doing, which is you know helping <laughs> people sim- helping people simulate themselves in a game called Sims. But mm-hmm. she's doing their work by creating all these mods and you know creating uh more hairstyles with with kink in their hair and curls and um creating different shades for people and I, it's just i think i'm i'm really grateful to be able to be connected to people in the gaming industry that i may or may not have had my eyes open to um mm. in the past and so i'm i'm just really loving it yeah that's awesome Su- super yeah. grateful and I, think- I don't know like i don't know what's next you said what's next i don't freaking know martin i used to have a 5 year 10 year 20 year plan for my life and that was do ballet until my knees break and then teach ballet until I die. Like that used to be my whole
0: life. Mm-hmm, like yeah, format. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It, I don't yeah, know what's
0: it, next. And it changed daily. That's the thing. Like some, day, someone could come to you. Hey, uh, we have this new project. Would you be interested? Your life completely p- pivots because of that. You know, like I would not expect 100%. to be doing this. Like I didn't even expect to start a podcast, vodcast, but Everything just happened, even photography. Did,
1: did you always know that you were gonna be a photographer?
0: No, like I started playing Photoshop when I was around like seven, like very young age, I started playing Photoshop, you know Wow, so because my dad is a designer, so I was able to have access to all the software, easy, uh, you know Adobe, Acrobat, like all the stuff like uh, um um auto wow, like, all the stuff Martin, easy.
1: holy crap.
0: So I was retouch it before photographers
1: when you were like ten that's crazy
0: yeah so it was always like easy for me to do and always do it for funsy and my high school when i was going to high school and then they wanted me to be the photo editor for the newspaper because i i know everything about photos for compared to them so they're like cool and then in college i also got hired by the school because like wait you shoot all the time like i didn't even work for them at first they just see me at every event, like this guy, he has like very nice equipment. He threw out good photos. He doesn't even work for us. Who the heck is this guy? Then they eventually like, can we just hire you so you can get content for us? And you know, we did. Like I managed their like Facebook photos for the longest time too. Uh, I had to teach them how to handle social media as well because it was so new to school to do that. And yeah, and then next thing you know, I got kind of cosplay and uh, you know, luckily, you know, work hard, being nice to people, start working for more people. Social media come along and built a following and then people kind of know me as a photographer and but I didn't study photography I went to sh- school for uh, Econ and World Trade, International World Trade I worked in Silicon Valley before this No, I did tech, yeah Are you, yeah. I are you at, kidding? I worked at in some of the biggest tech company in the world
1: You know that's where I'm from, right? I'm from the Bay Area Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I'm from Fremont, <laughs> so, so.
1: My goodness, (laughs) my goodness. I'm right across the bay, or right right across from Fremont. That's crazy. I wonder- And you go
0: to work every day, like, you know, across the bridge.
1: Oh man, what, like in Redwood City area, or what?
0: Yeah, um, uh, you know, I worked for a uh, social media company. A, you know, A, D, social media company. So you know, work around there. Of course, worked for like one company that shaped like a fruit, you know, all kind of stuff. (laughs) Wow, dude. Dude. Yeah, that's so, so crazy. It's but now crazy people know me as a photographer. At
1: some, at some point, like we might have crossed paths.
0: <laughs> I would not be surprised. You in know. the Bay Area, oh see, man. I wish. I wish one thing we can do is time traveling. Like you know, maybe in the future something is possible. I'm not sure how, but it's not to visit places, but visit times, so you can watch it from a third person perspective oh, and just, man. you know see how you were or see how some of the people was. Like, oh, that was interesting. <sighs>
1: I feel like there would be so many moments where I'm like, I'd be like, Mari, your lack of communication is just astonishing.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) this is how you talk? Oh my god, you were an idiot. What Uh, were you thinking?
1: You know, all I can be, all I can say is I'm grateful for for being able to grow up. You know, the evolution is nice to be able to have. But man,
0: it takes sort of mindset. I think like we like the good and bad thing about us is that we were never stopped growing because we were never fully satisfied. There were moments mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool. But then after first short, like, it's not even that long. It's not even after a long while. It's just a little short while we're like, okay, I need to do better. Like, there's got to be better things I can do, at uh, get better at this, whatever I'm doing. For sure.
1: Was yeah. there ever, like, a tipping point for you where you're like, oh, I need to I need to start, like, changing my life for one way or another. Like, was there any, like, a defining moment
0: for you. I think like working as a nine to five was killing me slowly. <laughs> like here's the thing, like <laughs> working for a desk job. This is how I see it. you have to offer me one of the three things. A is either money because money allowed me to do other stuff that I want to do, like traveling, take photos. Uh, and if you're not giving me a raise, then that's really not helping me. Two, uh, you teaching me something then, you know, I feel valuable. I'm learning a skill. I'm learning something that can, you know, make myself, enrich myself to be better. So that, and three, you promoted me, which helped me to go to other companies or get more money and kind of help do the other two things and or like, you know, work with more people, but you are not offering any of those three things. And especially when I'm offering like uh, advice on how to make your company more uh, efficient, how to make it better. And you're not taking any of it. I'm like, you're making me not creative, not happy. I'm leaving. Like, I'm definitely making more money back then working in Silicon Valley than yeah. I am you know, doing now. Uh, you know, it's just, I, but it just make me happier. It's funny too. When I first moved to LA, I just left Silicon Valley and then uh, I was trying to do background work just to see how it's like, right? Again, it's not, that doesn't offer money, doesn't give me promotion, but it offered me experience. It gave me something to learn. I want to see how it was like and how the production was like. So one of the first shows that I was, uh being a background actor i was working on silicon valley <laughs> and I, show up, I show up and then they're like yeah that's you don't dress right and they have to change all my clothing like that's how they look like, I'm like are you sure are you sure because i just literally came from silicon valley like a few weeks that's ago so funny.
2: i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh my gosh
0: yeah like, I That's literally walk by Zuckerberg like almost every day. I'm like, dude, I know how this looks like. So I don't know why you think I don't know. So,
1: dude, the one time on Facebook campus, I saw him just like typing like in a room, like on a stand up, like, he stand lived in a, yeah, in a, yeah, he working in a glass
0: bowl. He, he like working in his, his office is called the fish bowl because it's glass on each side and he yeah. does the same every single day. He looks like a robot.
1: Yeah, I, I was like, hey, that guy looks like Mark Zuckerberg, or it is him. <laughs> and and uh, I was with Peter's brother who was working there, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, that's him. I'm like, he's just he's just like right there. It's yeah, bananas. Right like there. everyone can yeah. see him right there.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty
1: pretty interesting. But nobody um, wanted to
0: really talk to them because I thought like, they don't want to get in trouble or like this, you know. <laughs> but this is yeah,
1: it. yeah. That's so interesting. Um,
0: yeah.
1: you mentioned something about your nine to five. And I think I go I I go back to when whenever somebody's like, How like what's what's one of the best things that you have done in order to like continue doing what you do? Like with Mm -hmm. YouTube and, and just being like a content creator and all these things. I think for longevity, for you to have the right mindset and to continuously be grateful no matter what happens in in what you do, you have to have had a job that you hate.
0: <laughs> I have done retail it's, it's, before too, <laughs> yes. It it's makes like you you more need grateful. something
1: it needs you need something to compare what you could be doing
0: mm-hmm. versus yep. what
1: you get to be doing right now. Like if you don't have those parameters of how bad like retail can be, I always go back to um when I when I worked at a gym and I was scrubbing a, a treadmill and someone sweated on me. That was oh. the moment where I was like, I, I, I hate this. <laughs> like, I hate this moment and how I feel right now. And like, I, I think it's so important to be able to have the, 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 that motivation,
0: like, I, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I don't care how hard it gets with what I'm doing. I know that I love it way more than being sweated on at a gym. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean i was i did retail job too i was scrubbing a toilets and and man there was so many things like yeah there, i mean there are always days i'm like sitting at home it's like maybe i should get a, another nine to five you know more steady income you know all kind of stuff but then there's like gonna be flashback where i'm like yeah no i'm good i'm good i'm good here like i'll work harder i'll just work harder here so i can not have to go back to that A
1: hundred percent. And it's that mindset. I think that has kept, kept me going. I think it keeps you going. And it's, it's the one mindset that I'm like, like when my nephews are like, Oh, I just want to be like Jake Paul and wake up at 2 PM and vlog a little bit and party and, and ride in my Lamborghini. I'm like, yeah, that's what you think it is. And it's for a short time. It could be, but if you don't have the understanding of what real life is like, then it's so mm-hmm. easy to get lost in wanting more without being grateful.
0: And, and like, A, ask? first of all, those are special cases, very special cases. B, is that like you do YouTube and you know how hard and how much work it is. Even for like a 10 minute video, you have to do like hours of prep work and hours of like afterward, either editing or like, you know, put like, take down like everything. There's so much to do for just a short 10 minute video that maybe most people on this planet will not have watched.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And yeah.
0: then you ask yourself like, why am I doing this? And then like, all right, what are we doing next week? Let's do something again.
1: Yeah. It's like, why am I doing this? And it's like, because I could be doing something else and yep. I don't want to be doing that other thing. You yeah, um, should
0: write a book about like, you know, to find a dream job, first find a job that you hate.
1: Yeah. I It's such a, it's such a creed that I, um that I believe in. <laughs> Otherwise it's re- I think it's really hard to be grateful for, for, for what you do if if you don't have that understanding, like the amount mm-hmm. of times that I had a freaking breakdown, like the first, I want to say like four years, I want to say maybe, maybe, maybe th- the first three years of YouTube and me producing Smosh Pit weekly. The, like I was working with my only computer, which was a laptop that wasn't fast enough to <laughs> run final cut pro seven at the time. <laughs> Um, and it would crash in the middle of the night, you know, and, and I would have a freaking meltdown and Peter, who's now my husband, who was my boyfriend then like, would just like, you know, like bring me like cups of water and just like cookies in the middle of the night to keep me going. And, you know, I still had a full-time job and some of the times I'd be teaching ballet like at 10 AM the next morning, or I had a performance that, Mm -hmm. that I had to be on my A game for, but I still did it. Like I still had sleepless nights for, I want to say like 300 weeks in a row. Oh, Jesus uh, <laughs> because, because, because you just do it. Cause you know that you mm-hmm. could be doing something else. And, and, and the other thing is just crappy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have it, a job at, night
0: the at some point in your life. <laughs> you working for yourself, or you doing something that can contribute to your life feels much more empowering than working for yeah. someone who doesn't care about you. You're replaceable. And even if you spend many sleepless week nights for them, you could be instantly replaced with a snap. And that's feel yeah. so, this is not satisfying.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, so that's the lesson.
0: <laughs> that's the <a> lesson. <laughs> that's the post.
1: That's the lesson.
0: Yeah. Right. I, and it's right.
1: really cool to be able to connect on something like that. I think there's, no. there's a lot more people who have been, who are creatives who would agree with us as well.
0: We should hang out more and talk more about this someday. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. Anyway, uh, how can people find you?
1: Uh, across the board, at Atomic Mari, and if you have Quibi already, then find the show Speedrun as well. I'll be out. How honest. do you
0: come with Atomic Mari, by the way?
1: Ugh. The first day that uh, Spongebob Weekly went live, uh, it, you know, it posted, it went live, and Peter was like, don't you think you should have, like, social media? And I'm mm. like, Huh, probably. And he's like, you should start with Twitter. And so I was on Twitter and I, it took me like 10 minutes of staring at what my my screen name should be. I almost went with Mari K-O um, because Mariko is my full middle name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, I went with Atomic Mari because I figured that Atomic would be easier to, to like
0: <laughs> be searchable
1: mm-hmm. because it starts mm-hmm. with A. Um, mm. and so I, I went with Atomic Mari, I don't know. I thought of like
0: because even if you do M- Mari stuff. Takahashi, might be too many characters as well, and people might not spell it right, and it's just yeah, yeah.
1: I I do wonder at some point. I'm like, should I just get at Mari? But I don't know if that's too pretentious or not.
0: And the thing is, like, also you might not gonna get it if someone you know a new platform or something.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: It's hard enough to
1: get Atomic Mari on some platforms. I have like weird iterations of like real Atomic Mari or (laughs) the Atomic Mari or (sighs) official Atomic Mari. Yeah, it's very, it gets very annoying.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And of course, everyone, please go follow her and watch her show on Quibi and everything. Uh, and, And again, thank you everyone for watching, for following. And of course, you can watch this on YouTube. You can find this on iTunes, on Spotify, everywhere. And uh, have fun. Have a great weekend and a great weekend. Great week and stay safe. I'll see you all around. So yeah, bye. Thanks, for having- Yeah.